Are you playing a real life The Price is Right games with your customers? David Chrysler with the Chrysler Club is tonight's guest expert. You don't want to miss it. Our goal is simple, to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business. We're here to make growing your business less complicated. There are building blocks to build a sustainable business. We promise to seek them out and address them all. The Better Your Business Show starts now. of the Better Your Business Show. I am Natalie, your host, and my beautiful co-host, the coach for business, Miss Shanna Mavis. I feel like you've been waiting to say that. You know, <laughs> I, I just realized. I, <laughs> I feel like um, now I need to do something, but it's too late. You, you've already. You had this it. big old grin going, and I was right. like, I couldn't help it. <laughs> Happy New Year. Okay, how was, how was the um, Christmas and New Year's holidays for you? How were they? Yes, I had a wonderful, wonderful time. I um, got to see some people I hadn't seen for a really long time. And um, it's funny because it's my son's father's side of the family, but they all homeschool or they all actually I think all the moms homeschool now that I think about they all homeschool. Mm -hmm. So we literally had games going till I didn't get home till three o'clock in the morning. We had games the entire time and um, they had all the littles doing games. They had us doing games. We had, we had tons of gift cards, prizes, cash. I won $53. We had another couple win a hundred bucks. We had it. We were playing like pass to the right, pass to the left. Do you see the one with the spatula on the plate? We had a family win a hundred bucks on that one. We had, I had a blast. I, I was laughing. I was like, this is what happens when everyone homeschools. It's just games all night. Family <laughs> games? Y'all yeah, like family games. for real money? Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's why I had such a good time. Uh, I need to come and play in your family games. Yeah. <laughs> my um, my niece and nephew. I guess uh, for them, I went and I spent the night with my sister Christmas Eve, and uh, her children. All of them were playing the TikTok, you know, slap you in the face tortilla game. Yeah. Uh, have you seen know. that? It does not sound okay, fun. So you put water in your mouth. And then you slap each other in the face with tortillas to see, you know, who's going to spit the water out. Who can last the longest, basically. So it's like hot potato with your face. I don't know. It was the most bizarre. Oh, it's hot? No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. No, but that's a new addition to it. So, hey, we said it here first. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just watching them do that. And it was just, I mean, I had to record it for a little bit because it was kind of hilarious watching, yeah. you know, these 2019, I think then 14 and 12, I think are the ages. And so they're just round robins slapping each other in the face with tortillas <laughs> with mouths full of water. It was kind of disgusting toward the end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay. So you, ma'am, um, a lot of people don't know that you are doing something different in your life with your business. 
Yes, I am starting to help with marketing, um, social media marketing specifically, which has been a ton of fun just spending the last two years on the show with all the people that we've had, had come and talk to us about marketing. It's helped me do more marketing in my own business. And through that process, I realized that it's something that I really enjoy very much. And I think I'm pretty good at, which makes me enjoy it even more. So um, it's been a lot of fun. And I'm really having fun helping the small business owner get that established. Because one of the things that I've experienced just through my entire, you know, 18 years of being an entrepreneur is that a lot of people, times people are struggling because they don't want to pick up their phone. They're scared, the rejection, right? And so mm-hmm. with marketing, I just look at it as instead of you calling people, people are calling you, right? If you don't want to make those calls, you just step up your marketing and that marketing will get people to call you. And so that's been fun to just help people make money, which is what I love to do. So thank you for asking. I know I've got to find it because I'm, I'm going to put it out there sometime on. So, well, y'all know I won't. Um, I, I have the idea of it, but I was, I literally fell out when I saw that email that you sent me where it was just like <laughs> Canva. I just realized that Canva is like my version of video games. Yeah. <laughs> There is no way. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I am Canva obsessed for sure. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, yeah, I, it's a necessary evil for me. Like a lot of things that are created because there are too many decisions that need to be made. And I'm just like, no, this is why people get paid and they could get paid good money for this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause that's it's- also fun too. <laughs> <laughs> I like that part as well. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, too many choices. And then you were teaching me some things and I was just like blown away because I've been doing things the the hard way. But that's kind of the, you know, the danger of just, right. you know, leaning on my own understanding, I guess. Right. Yeah. It's nuts. But I was excited about the topic tonight. This is something that I'm not an expert in. Pricing is not. Right you know, something that I've ever really had to deal with. And it's something I would absolutely refer out um, for any of the clients that have until now, um, because I've got a very in-depth understanding of certain aspects of it. Um, But I was looking at uh, the prices, right? (laughs) I had the, when I was looking at the title, I got, um, I kind of fell into a prices right rabbit hole. And I watched all of these different episodes. Um, I Did didn't you get re- to watch the recent ones, like with the new host or? Wait, like there's a new, like Drew Carey or a newer host? No, like Drew Carey. Okay. <laughs> Bob Barker before that, who was the original. Okay. See, I didn't know how many people, but yeah, this, these are all Drew Carey and it's like Drew Carey Mountain Man. Um, yes, I saw like that. Completely bearded. But yeah, yeah, I was watching just different clips and. I was thinking about um, the prices, right, and how all of the guessing games that they have. And I mean, I really did draw the parallel um, to the show. So there's it is related loosely. But I was like watching all of the people play these games and then they're relying on their friends to, you know, help them understand, hey, give me the price, give me the price, you know. And I I sit at home and I play along with them, of course. And yes, you know. (laughs) I feel like I'm pretty good at a lot of game shows on my couch. I, I can win. 
I could win Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I could win um, the car game on the prices, right? I'm certain of this that, you know, yeah, we need to go. Stop, Come out here. <laughs> That's right. Yes. I'm like, no, it's 21. Cause you know that it's not 17 or so anyway. So watching that and then they're like, oh, hey, help me, help me, help me. And I was like, you know what? That's what a lot of people do. If if you don't have like a set price for your, you know, business or for your products or services, people are looking and then they're asking other people, what are you doing? Right. You know, it's, hey, how much did you pay? Or this is what I heard about this, pro you know, about this product, or this is what they said they were going to charge me. And then, you know, I'm crowdsourcing how much I should be paying for something. And it's just like, eh, you know, that could go either way. Right. And so it really is, you know, I, I love um, that we are able to get into this. And I'm excited to hear what David has to say. And just, you know, the research that I was able to do to break down some of these concepts, because some of the times I felt like it was more like a story problem for me. You know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, OK, break it down for me like I'm a five year old child. <laughs> Help me understand exactly what the difference between this and this is so that I'll know and so that, you know, I'll be able to explain it or at least understand it for myself to share with whomever. Right. right? And it was just like, okay, if you buy a loaf of, or if you sell bread, you know, you're a bakery and you have a loaf of bread that you want to sell for $5, it costs you three to make. You've got a $2 profit margin basically. And, you know, that is 60% or whatever the case it was, but it was really looking at it that way and just saying, oh, okay, so which method is better and not, you know, and of course there's nothing that's going to tell you one way is better than the other, but being able to see that there are like so many different pricing strategies that you can employ in your company. Um, it was, it was kind of cool going through a lot of that. Yeah. I'm really excited about it too. Cause even just going back to the marketing, that's one thing that I've been struggling with because I've never had to come up with my own pricing before in financial services, we're in contracts. And so it doesn't really matter what I do. I'm going to get paid my contract. And so that's been a real big challenge for me um, to figure out what do I want to charge? Um, yeah, in that, and, and I'm looking at, okay, these people charge this, there's a lot of competition, uh, you know, what's my niche market? How do I still keep it worth my time? And so exactly all those things are things I'm just even thinking for myself. And so I'm excited too. I'm hoping a way to really come back with some clarity tonight on, okay, what do I want to charge for my services in this area? Yep. All right. It all is right. time. We are switching things around tonight, guys, um, guys and gals. Ladies and gentlemen, we are switching things around. We are going to do the Dear BYBS. Are you ready for it now? Ready. Dear Betty, your business show. Am I unmuted, Shanna? <laughs> okay. I own a local coffee shop and we just celebrated our fourth anniversary. Our business has grown significantly over the last four years, but we don't make a lot of money got a lease renewal and the landlord has increased our rent by more than 20%. It seems unreasonable. And to be honest, we can't afford it. Any suggestions? So is the that's the top they can do is 20%, right? I didn't know. I, so I don't, that seems ridiculous to me that you're going to increase rent by 20%. My rent increased by 20%. <laughs> Are you serious? But, but really, that's not that much money, I don't think. 
Um, well, I want to live mean, like you live. <laughs> That's a lot, a 20% increase. Because when I looked, you know, um, and I actually know this. I mean, business. I'm not saying it's not a lot, but I'm just saying for them to afford it for their business. Oh, like, I hear what you're saying. Um, right. Yeah. Because look, if, if their rents, you know, 2000 a month on their business, it's only $200. Like your profit margin should be better than that. So really the challenge is the, we don't make a lot of money. That's where the challenge is. It's not the 20%. You already aren't where you need to be is what I think. I'll agree. I, I mean, I, I, I do, I feel you on that. And I think maybe because I, I know a little bit more, but when I was looking and, and again, this is sort of the danger of Google, right? So I'm Googling what's a, you know, what's the average rent increase for a tenant? And I don't think I, I don't know if I specified commercial versus residential, but it was um, two to 3%. Hmm. And then um, they actually had someone, they know like a realtor who pulled comps in the area. And most of the places around there per square foot were going for, um, a dollar or two less than what they're currently paying. Mm. And then they, you know, so to see this increase, it was kind of a challenge, but um, yeah, she wanted to bring it to us to see if there's anyone out there. So if anyone out there knows anything about, you know, negotiating leases or rent, I'd love to pass your information along. You know who is a good person for that is actually, he was on the show, which is Dan DeForest, DeForest Realty. Um, he knows a lot about that stuff. And I've heard him, I've seen him get people out of leases. He talks about it. Um, and he's very heart centered. So there's no, he's just trying to do the right thing for people, right? He doesn't want to see people, if you're struggling financially, especially with the, this, he wants to try to help people. It's not because he's trying to like scam people out of leases, but it's the right thing to do, right? So yeah. um, that's a good person. Dan DeForest, DeForest Realty might be someone to talk to. Okay. That's awesome. And anyone else out there, if you think of anything yeah. or you know, anything, and this is Texas. So I know this is a business owner is in Texas. It's a coffee shop. Um, would love to get feedback on, you know, what do you do? What do you do when they're increasing your rent and you're just not sure that you can, or, and you don't want to afford it, right? <laughs> it's right. A, that's a lot. If you're expecting to keep it around the same or increase just a little bit to say, oh, we're going to jump it. You know, yeah. Well, because I think about if you're going to move somewhere else with the way housing is right now, it's probably going to be more than 20%. That's true. I mean, it may so, be, but, but um, walking away, if the, if the comparable, you know, the, everything, the comps around you are below what you're paying now, it may be worth moving. You've got a lawyer. Yeah, I mean, if you can following. find something for less, it's just, are you going to in this market? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, you never All know. Right. Well, let's talk about some good businesses. We're going to go ahead and jump into the Just Good Business. This one this uh, week is Literacy Achieves. It is another Texas-based organization because that's where I'm at, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm seeing. That's the people I know. Um, but it's Literacy Achieves, and um, this is just a little bit of their story. My name is Sisai Zadik. Uh, I am from Ethiopia. I came in the United States uh, December 17, 2010. Before I came here, I didn't speak English. Just I stayed at home first time. I really scared because 
I couldn't speak English. What can I do? What can I say? Imagine if you and your family suddenly had to flee the United States and go to a country where you didn't speak the language and you had no access to resources such as education, employment, or health care. For the families at VMLC, they don't have to imagine this situation. They have come to the United States and they are focusing on accomplishing their goals by learning English. Well, let's talk about looking ahead, asking for a raise. Okay. No, he has has spoken. He has spoken. A friend told me about VMLC. In December 2012, I start VMLC. After that, my English become good. All my teachers is nice. Excellent. Right now, I can't find any job online. I can't pay my bills online. I know how to use a computer right now. Before when I click one place, just is that one is gone. How to find where is go? Just that's very very diff difficult. Right now it's not difficult because I learned from here. Right now I, I I am in good position. I got a job per hour. I got thirteen dollar and thirty cents. That's a big big difference. The MLC helping me a lot a lot. The MLS is, I don't know, just my backbone. My backbone. Yay, that was so awesome. How yeah. scary that would have to feel. I have never even considered that. <laughs> I think that's the part that really stood out to me when I saw that. Because I heard about the organization from someone that was volunteering to teach people English, right? Um, she's one of the their volunteer teachers, and she was telling me about it. And when I saw that video, I was just like, oh, my God. Um, if I moved somewhere where I did not know how to speak the language, and that would be pretty much any country outside of the United yeah. States, non-English speaking, <laughs> I would be, you know, terrified to, you know, not, I mean, I feel like I can make it most places, and, and there's English pretty much everywhere, but, but that's a scary thought. And so I was so like, scary. for them to just step in and help them, I was just like, that's if, if nothing, you know, that's good business if I've ever seen it. Right. Yeah. Especially they're helping them pay their bills even <laughs> to show them how to do all that. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to hear a little bit. Well, actually we won't hear anything but music. You're just listening. <laughs> if you're watching, you're going to see something from Ms. Natalie. Yeah, if you're listening on the podcast, dance break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we promised that we would talk about pricing. We're going to talk about pricing. 
um, found a couple of different videos because I thought about it. There's the pricing for products and pricing for services, right? Yes. It's looking at it because some people are creating. I am not one that actually creates anything. I don't have a widget that I can sell or uh, and you don't want me to make anything for you for the most part, except for maybe, you know, food. Yeah. Uh, I could do that, but pricing you know, <laughs> for the products, it was really, and I don't even remember how we came up with our pricing. Um, I know we employed some of the tactics that, that we're going to talk about, you know, looking around, going to the market first and seeing what other people were selling for, you know, so it was more of that competitive um, pricing strategy, right. but we had to factor in, you know, how much is it costing me to go and purchase this chicken? How much are all of these supplies costing? How much, you know, what do I have to pay back as far as the loan goes? You know, all of those things came into play. But I think we heavily leaned on, we know that we can get this at the market versus um, there was some formula that we followed to say, let me sell this chicken, this piece of chicken for this amount of money. So you want to watch the video? Sure. Then I have a funny story I want to share with you. <laughs> well, let's hear the story. <laughs> okay. All right. It's on fried chicken. <laughs> The videos can do plenty of time. So my husband comes home and he's like, I have a hundred dollar, have a hundred dollar fried chicken. And I'm like, what? And he's like, it was a hundred dollars for this fried chicken. And I'm like, what do you mean it was a hundred dollars? How many pieces of fried chicken did you yeah. get? And he said, four, um, I don't remember what it was, but it came out to five dollars a piece, five dollars a piece. And I go, did you ask her why? And he goes, it just better be the best fried chicken you ever ate, right? He goes, yeah, I asked her why. She said, it's because of the sauce that they serve with it. And I go, well, how much do they charge for the sauce? She said, they give it away for free. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I told her, what if I don't want the sauce? Can I pay less for the chicken? Yeah, for real. And she's like, no. So he came home with $100 chicken. We call it now. The chicken was good and the sauce was good, but it wasn't worth 100 bucks. So. Oh, my God. But it was so funny. I'll never forget him coming home. I have a hundred dollar chicken. <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, take that hundred dollar chicken back. <laughs> but you know what? They had awesome reviews. They had awesome reviews and some people are willing to pay it. Right. Yeah. If, if that's just yeah. the truth. So. Yeah. Okay. Now we'll watch the video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now pricing your products always starts off with math. You absolutely need to know how much it costs to make a product or obtain a product and get it to market. This includes your production costs, business costs, marketing costs, and shipping and handling costs. But though it always starts with simple math, a pricing strategy isn't all arithmetic. The reality is that humans are creatures of emotion, and it's incredibly rare that we make all our decisions exclusively through the lens of logic. Here is a simple truth. What a customer is willing to pay for a product isn't really about how much the product costs. What it's actually about is how they perceive the product's value. First, let's talk about cost plus pricing. Cost plus pricing is by far the easiest way to think about pricing your products. I'm mentioning it here first simply because it's popular, not because it's the best pricing strategy. Cost plus pricing is exactly what it sounds like. Calculating the costs of your products and adding on a markup. For retailers, this markup is often double the wholesale price. Next, we have competitive pricing. Competitive pricing is when you check out what your competitors are charging to figure out the going rate. Then rather than focusing on profit margin as a starting point, 
This pricing strategy is about making the price of your products comparative. Next, we have value-based pricing. Value-based pricing is when you set the price based on how much the customer perceives your product to be worth. This is done by locating data on what customers pay for comparable products, then listing what makes your product different and better. Then you need to place a financial value on those differentiating features. Lastly, you need to communicate that extra value your product provides to customers. So when I was talking to um, a business coach this morning about that, um, you know, I, I mentioned that we were going to talk about pricing tonight. And I was like, you know, uh, the video that I found, you know, cost plus markup. And he was like, stop. He's like, that's why a lot of small businesses fail, because they 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 don't think about the profit margin, um, how much you need to make or how much you, you know, and sometimes it's a want to make, but sometimes it's a need to make. And he's like, and if you just go on markup, there's there's um, too many variables. You know, he was just like, you might end up, you know, if you need seven hundred thousand dollars, but you've got a markup of X percent, that's only going to get you five hundred thousand. Right. You're in the hole. Right. Yeah. And he was like, you, he, you know, his recommendation for a lot. And again, it, it varies. You can find that, you know, pretty much anywhere. But his recommendation was he was like, look at the profit margin that you're trying to achieve. So um, in the second half of the show, we're going to be talking to Dave Chrysler and he's going to shed some light on that as well. He wasn't the person I was talking to, but, you know, I'm excited to hear what he has to say. And, and, and that way we can um, help business owners and, you know, well, like ourselves, <laughs> figure yeah. out okay, when do I know which, which strategy to employ? How do I know what's going to be, what's going to work best? Because there are a lot of the research that I did was just saying, hey, by the way, you may have to switch things up. You may have to change your pricing strategy because of market conditions or because, you know, there's new competition or you know, any number of factors could come in. But being Inflation. flexible and understanding what the options are. Inflation, right? Going through a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. All right. You want to see about product price or services yes. pricing? Yes. Services. OK, this is a short, short video. And a lot of times as consultants, we struggle with pricing or as coaches or as expert workers trying to help people, we struggle with pricing because we try to focus too hard on, on, on features, right? Look at all the stuff that you get when you buy my package or you get all of these hours with me when you decide to invest in my coaching package. Who cares about all features? Who cares about all the bullet points? Who cares about all the time when it's the result that they actually want? and getting them to see this is where you are and this is how it sucks and this is where you want to go and this is where my knowledge can actually help you get to, okay? So here's the thing, and this is the marketing side of things, okay? You've got to be able to convey this to them and you don't do this through all the features. You do this by, again, making it very obvious and clear to them, right, the cost of not having the knowledge and where it's gotten them so far and what the reward and return on investment is, okay? Um, I loved that clip. So I did watch those two clips um, earlier and that I love what she was talking about there because it made me think about, it made me get clear on what's unique about why I love 
what I'm doing with the marketing is because even when I was having other people do my own marketing, it's kind of like no one cares about your money more than you do. Right. But when I was paying people to do my own marketing, um, it, it was okay. Yeah. Stuff's content's being posted for me. Things are being posted, but it doesn't mean they're necessarily helping my brand grow. They're helping me grow. They're following the system to help me get followers. Right now that we've gone through that, I know the system that's actually going to get you organic growth. I know the strategy, right. To get yeah. you through that. And that's one of the things that separates. So it's like, do you know the strategy, how to grow? Do, do you really, now I've learned like who even cares about likes and followers. What I want to know is are visiting people, people visiting my page. And am I, am I converting that into a sale? <laughs> right. That's really all that matters. And so I realized that's one of the things that I've learned from the better your business show is um, how to convert. And that's very powerful. That's hundred dollar chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um and for everyone that is watching, if you notice that we put the URL to the videos there and we, you know, try and make sure that we tag whoever it is that is, you know, actually doing that. Like the first video was from Shopify. It was learned from Shopify. This one was um, Steph Perez. When she's talking about that, I would highly recommend you watch that video because um, it's the mindset pieces that what she addresses first. And it's just like, get it out of your head, you know, that you're only worth this much or it's it's you know, she was just trying to help you understand to, and see yourself differently. If you're coaching that what you yes. bring is, you know, years and years of experience and knowledge that is of value to certain people. And it was really digging into, um, as she started talking about understanding what's the pain, you know, what will it cost you to not have me help you mm. and putting, establishing that value there. And it's not that you're trying to cheat anyone because interestingly enough, she coaches for a year, or at least at the time this video was done, it was, um, $9.99 a year. Wow. Now, I don't know how much she does for that $9.99. You know, it's just like, I know there's coaching, there's mentoring, but, you know, that's a year because she said she yeah. wanted to make it affordable for people as they were coming wow. in. She didn't want them to have to worry about that being a barrier to getting coaching and the assistance that you needed. And I was like, okay, but that's something that she feels like she can afford to do. That may, that's not necessarily going to be the same for what you're offering or, you know, the product or the service that you have. Um, those consulting or coaching services that you have, but it really is looking at it saying, okay, what do I have? And, and now how am I different than everyone else? And what is it really between you and I, what's, what's it going to cost you if you don't have something like me? And she wanted to make sure that at least they could 10 X their investment. Right. So I love it. Good All step. right. We are going to, Take a quick break. We're going to come back um, with some free money alerts for you. And um, then we'll bring David Chrysler in. So we'll see yeah. you guys in about a minute. A wise man once asked, what if starting a business was like jumping out of a plane? And like 76% of businesses, what if 76% of parachutes failed before you reached the destination? What about those of you who have already jumped? Well, you may still have time to check your business. Pillar5.com, where businesses get it right. Having a great... 
Having a great business isn't enough. You need real exposure. Vault & Co. is a full-service digital marketing agency led by Bridget Brooks, a previous employee of Facebook and Groupon. Through done-for-you digital advertising and one-on-one -on -one coaching, get the exact paid traffic strategy that these digital giants have used to run wildly successful ad campaigns. Deliver the perfect message at the perfect time to your perfectly targeted audience. Book a consult today. at these <laughs> clicking and I was like, I don't know how Carlton does it. I honestly do not know how he just makes it seem so seamless. And I'm just like, uh, click, 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 click. Um, okay, push this button. Yeah, Everyone is gonna, job. we're gonna be looking like this. And when Dave comes on, we're, it's just gonna be all three of us because I'm, I'll keep pushing buttons and, you know, jack everything up. Um, what we were going to have a community segment with Amy Razor, but you know, we want to wish her best um, and get well soon. She is not, um, she's under the weather. So, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to her as she's recovering. But what we wanted to do is introduce you guys to some free money. Um, <laughs> we, we love looking for grants. Terry Moten, um, your business problem solver, is one that is famous for this. If you want to know where money is, follow her because she's looking for the money for small business owners, especially. But um, we took a page from her book and um, I want to go ahead and pull these up. These are grants that are coming up um, pretty soon. This one right here, $25,000 grants um, to be eligible. You have to be for profit, less than a million dollars in 2021 gross annual revenue, um, commitment to your customers and community and have a clear plan for how you're going to use the money that they give you. Expectations, you can expect that um, you have to sign up for a free Hello Alice account. Complete your small business growth fund application. Keep in mind, this one closes tomorrow, January 6th at 6 p.m. Eastern. So that's um, 3 Pacific and 5 Central. So if you're going to do that one, make sure that you go in there. Um, Hello Alice is the name of the company and we've got the URL on there and Natalie is going to make sure that we get this out there for you guys to see tomorrow. The next one yes. is actually it, not as we'll put on the Better Your Business Show Instagram page. So I put the link in there. Oh, perfect. So we are going to continuously put free money on the page. So follow page so you can find the money. Yes, Miriam. It is <laughs> nice. Can you believe it? You know, they give away billions of dollars in grant money. It's insane to me. Yeah. And we just don't know Ooh. what is that? We are spammed a lot Ooh. and I don't know how to get rid of it. Okay. Okay. Well, then we'll well, just, I'll get it off. <laughs> yeah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. The next one that we want to look at is actually not a grant, but it is free money. So it is tax time, everyone. And this one, this is why this kind of stood out to me is this. it's the California competes tax credit. So um, businesses that want to locate in California or um, stay and grow in California. So the credits, what, what so shocked me was the $20,000 minimum in tax credits. 
So if you are um, employing people in California, they're looking at all of these different factors. And again, we'll have that on there on our Instagram for you guys to be able uh, for you guys to see it tomorrow. But this one, the deadline is January 23rd. Um, and then they've got another deadline of March 23rd uh, of March 20th of 2023. So make sure you check that out. If you're in California, for sure, this may be a credit that that's available to you. So it is free money because credit is a dollar for dollar reduction in your taxes, in your tax liability. Nice. And then the last one um, I thought was kind of cool because it's for kids. Um, if you have a an idea and you're between the ages of eight and 18, Venture Lab um, has this Spark Startup Materials and Esteem Mentorship Program. So they mentor you. They provide you with like $500 in um, materials or something, whatever it is that you need. They will pay, not subscriptions or anything like that. They've got some exceptions. But the beautiful thing is for these kids that have ideas, they want to make sure that um, they have resources available to them, plus a little startup money that says, okay, you need this. Yeah, you need a laptop or you need you know, this type of material to put this idea together. You get the opportunity to pitch. So that's part of the eligibility is you have to create this pitch for them. So hello, Alice, $25,000 grant closes tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern. Make sure that you go to their website if you want to apply for that grant. Um, then there's the California Competes tax credit. And then last but not least is that Venture Labs um, for ages 8 to 18. So if you've got a budding entrepreneur, let them know about that. It's funny, my niece is eight years old and she mm -hmm. is definitely one of those girls that's going to take over the world. She cracks me up and my sister texts me last night. She's like, I'm such a dream stiller. Autumn's like talking how she wants to have this dairy farm. And I'm like, stop saying that. You're not having a dairy, right? And she's, <laughs> I, I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure we're all guilty of doing it. But <laughs> <laughs> it made me think of. <laughs> I love that. I love that they get to be involved. <laughs> I do. I thought that was so cool. Yes. All right. Well, do we want to go ahead and bring in a Mr. Chrysler? Yes. So we're going to bring in Dave Chrysler with the Chrysler Club. He has been on the show before, so he is not new to the Better Your Business show. He is a systems expert. He goes in and helps you to run a more efficient business. And clearly that means revenue to your company. So Dave, thank you for being here. It's great to see you. Happy New Year. Yeah. Same to you guys. So excited to be back on the show with you. And uh, yeah, excited to get into this. It's always a great topic. And, you know, it's one that that really impacts people. Um, and it's one that, uh, I, you know, Shanna, I think you kind of made the comment earlier. It's one you can really get tripped up on fairly easily um, and and really find yourself in in kind of a, a bit of a pickle. Uh, so it's <laughs> something you want to get your hands around uh, pretty early on. And, you know, the good news is that even if you are in, in a bit of a situation it's still something that can be, uh, you know, looked at and revised on an ongoing basis. So, you know, by by no means are you stuck uh, where you're at today. You just need to understand kind of, um, you know, the opportunities that lie ahead of you and understand the different models that are available to look at and pick the best one uh, for your particular business and your particular situation and and put a plan to move forward with that. So, yeah, excited to be here with you guys. 
Yeah, I love that, Dave, because um, really the exit strategy does matter in that and the type of business that you have, right? If the thing is, hey, I want to sell my business, you know, I probably should be me even meeting with you more would be my guess if the outcome is to do that to make sure that all my I's are dotted, my T's are crossed so that I can sell my business for max value, right? And so again, pricing is a big part of that, making sure yeah. everything's structured in place. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, if you think about it from the perspective of of somebody that's going to look to acquire a business, right? What are what are some of the key factors of that? Longevity for one, right? And how do we, you know, how do we uh ensure some a, a bit of longevity? We need to make sure we have a good revenue plan. Um, you know, and then obviously the systemization piece of that uh is is ends up being a very key component of any type of an exit strategy. And, you know, sometimes I think going into a business, you uh, can maybe think about the ways that you'd like to ultimately exit your business. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you don't have kind of those fundamentals in place, revenue being one kind of cost modeling, however you're going to handle that revenue generating uh, component, um, you're going to really struggle to, you know, to not only sustain, but ultimately to scale and and be able to get to a point that you are ready to exit. So, uh, yeah, definitely don't want to put the cart before the horse, so to speak. So, so Dana, so what has been your, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, okay. Both of us are ready. <laughs> I, so I was just wondering what your thoughts are on the profit margin versus markup. So which which way should I be looking at that as a new business owner? I'm coming into this brand new. Yeah. So as a new business owner, and again, it's going to, it's kind of like the video illustrator, right? It, it's really going to be dependent on, um, you know, what I would call either your industry, your vertical kind of what, what are we doing, right? If we're talking about, let's say a, a manufacturing business, um, you know, I would suggest that you're going to be doing some sort of a cost-based uh, model much more so than you would be looking at, let's say, a competition or value-based model. Uh, if you are in more of a service-based business, right? So I think the video had mentioned uh, in the consulting world, in in uh, the things that we all do, uh, those service-based businesses, that is where you're typically going to find more of the competition-based, value-based uh, approach. And I think, you know, one thing to talk about, regardless of if you're a brand new business uh, or you're a seasoned business, uh, one thing that confuses a lot of people, seasoned business people included, uh, is the difference between markup and margin. And there is a real difference there. And depending on the price of your products, right, that could be a significant number. Uh, so if you just took a look at, you know, a really simple example of that, if we're talking about what margin is on an $80, let's say the, the, the cost of uh, manufacturing a product is $80 and you're going to sell it for $100, let's say, the margin would then be 20%, right? $20 uh, or 20%. Um, you know, and if we talk about what the markup would be still on that same $80 uh, cost, 
uh, and we applied a 20% markup to that, you would be only talking about um, $96, right? right? So so a difference of $4, which again, doesn't sound like much, except for if we're talking about a $1,000 sale, now we're talking about something a bit more significant. And what happens if we're making you know those sales day in, day out, every day of the year, multiple times, multiple customers, right? it starts to impact people pretty significantly. So um, yeah, that's, that's one area. The other thing I would say kind of, again, for whether you're starting out or for seasoned folks, uh, seasoned folks are going to have a little bit easier of a time with this, but I'm kind of a fan of doing a, a, what I call a blended model. It's, it's really what's worked the best because it gives you kind of the best of all three of them where you understand what does it cost me to, you know, provide the service? What is it? What does it cost me to manufacture this product, right? So that's one component. We understand what does it cost us to do the thing or to make the thing. Then we go out and we say, okay, well, you know, in our space, right, what are people selling this thing for? You know, how does our product compare from a, a features and benefits standpoint? You know, how long have our competitors been in the marketplace? Are they, do they have a significant amount of market share? All these different factors, right? So we kind of have that component. Well, what are other people selling this thing for? And how does our product compare to that? And then obviously the third kind of, you know, leg to that stool is the value of it, right? So it's understanding where our competitors at, what value we provide what the difference is there and what we realistically right and i like to i like to say that with a lot of emphasis what do we realistically think you know the market will bear and sometimes that comes down to testing sometimes that comes down to putting a line in the sand and then discounting potentially if you're close to putting you know a deal together um so yeah there's a ton of factors um you know, to, to be considered here, but that's kind of a good starting point, uh, uh, for, for the discussion for sure. Okay, perfect. And we're going to take a very quick, like 30 seconds, guys, give us 30 seconds. We're going to be right back with Dave Chrysler and he's going to get more into pricing for us. As an entrepreneur, you have a vision of business that will change your life and the lives of others. Pillar 5 helps you set realistic goals and expectations. When you choose Pillar 5, you can be confident that a team of experts has your back at all times. Regardless of where you're at in your journey, we want to ensure that your business survives, grows, and flourishes. You'll know which step to take as you build your business in sustainable and successful. No more guessing where your business could be or where it's going. Join Pillar 5 today. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank we are you. talking pricing. So what have you, what would you say is the biggest mistake people that you're just seeing across the board or that, um, yeah, that you see across the board? What's the biggest challenge that you see? I, I would say people are not reviewing their pricing on a frequent enough basis. Um, you know, and, it, and you don't have to be crazy with it, right. In terms of what that frequency is, I, I honestly feel like depending on, again, kind of, you know, we've, we've just gotten ourselves through pretty, a pretty interesting period in all of our lives. Right. Um, and potentially you during things like that, you would want to be looking at and evaluating these things on a more frequent basis. 
I would say no more than, you know, a quarter to six months, right? That, that would be super frequent. And that would be based on, you know, a lot of what we saw during the pandemic with the supply chain issues and, and just a lot of different kind of ongoing factors, right? Generally speaking, I recommend people are, are looking at evaluating their pricing on an annual basis. Uh, that's really all that you need to do is on an annual cycle, take a look at what's happening in the market, take a look at where your costs are at. And, you know, so the other thing I'll, I'll kind of bring up about that, that review process is, Oftentimes, uh, what I see people do in, in kind of the haste to just get through the process because it's not comfortable for a lot of people uh, is that they'll look at their expenses. They'll say, "Ah, oh, our expenses are up. Time to raise prices. And that yeah. could potentially yeah. be recipe for disaster, right? Because, again, we think about it. What, what's driving the increase in expense? Were, you know, were the costs of those materials have those gone up? Was there something else that changed about our spending? Maybe we were less efficient for this reason or that reason. Maybe we had, you know, more significant waste for whatever reason. So you really have to understand, you know, what are the factors that are driving the additional expenditures? Yeah. And then again, you know, what else is what's happening in the marketplace? Because, you know, you may have to figure out a way to absorb those costs through additional efficiencies, continuous improvement, lean manufacturing, you know, um, uh, process improvement, all those different factors in order to absorb, uh, you know, those cost increases and ultimately be able to maintain your margin and, you know, continue to grow. So th that, I would say those are probably the two biggest things that I see either people just kind of completely skipping over it and not looking at this stuff for two, three, uh, you know, five years, believe it or not. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. You know, kind of wake up and it's like, oh, what's going on? Well, I, I can tell you what's going on, um, you know, or people going through and kind of like just hastily, you know, working the process and just arbitrarily saying our costs are up. We need to raise prices by X amount of percentage. So being so, reactive. So it's yeah. interesting when you first said that, I was like, of course, it's that people are checking with, in with their finances enough. That's just across the board, <laughs> right? No matter who I'm sitting with, they're never checking with their finances enough. So that was my next question. Wow, Dave, how can it possibly be? A year, that's a long time to not check in with the finances to me. That's a long time. So people can't do it after a year. Wow. And it blows my mind that people are so uncomfortable looking at that because really all it shows is where you need to shift, good or bad. It's like, hey, I can shift a little bit more. Maybe you're doing great, but could even do greater. It doesn't have to be bad news. It's just feedback to you of, okay, where do I need to shift for things to get better? That's part of the process, people. That's how we grow and get better. It's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. You should be so excited to see that because awareness is the first step to change. You have someone like Dave come in and he's all of a sudden you got a nice little extra, you know, payday. You're a happy person, but you'll never know that exists if you have fear stopping you from that. So, yeah, I mean, mind, Dave. yeah, it, 
you know, it's, but it's a real thing. I mean, there's a lot of people that are not comfortable when we start talking about financials and, you know, oh, I just don't understand the statements. I don't know what it's telling me. And, oh, I've got somebody for that. I've got, you know, and, and all of those things are, you know, kind of well and good, but, but to your point, um, you really have to have a pulse on what's going on and, you know, understanding what's driving uh, your business. And oftentimes, you know, I'm sure you both see this, but oftentimes when people say, oh, you know, I could really use somebody like you to help me do X, Y, <laughs> I just don't have the resources. Right. All the while, the resources are sitting there. I mean, that's, you know, that that's the reality of the situation. A lot of the consulting engagements that I end up taking on, especially some of the higher level work uh, with, you know, in some cases, significantly sized businesses, a lot of that is based on the return on investment because they're already spending yes. money. You know, it's just in a different bucket. So, again, you know, I, I think on the video it, it had talked about, you know, well, how do you price things like this when, you know, well, it's no different than, uh, you know, somebody that opens, let's say, a nail salon and they have all their overhead and, you know, fixtures yeah. and nail polish and all these different things, right? Well, well, that gets packaged up when you're a consultant through experience. You know, I've done this for 25 right. years, okay? I got a <laughs> lot of experience. I got a lot of bruises. As I exactly. have a lot more hair, you know, I mean, <laughs> so, you know, all, all, it's all a learning process. And, you know, the thing about it is you, you have to kind of dive in. And if you're going to be a business owner, if you're going to be an operations leader, uh, somebody that's driving these types of decisions forward, you've got to get comfortable with understanding what drives your business forward, you know, because otherwise uh, you really have no chance of sustaining in the long term. Sure, you might make it a few years. Sure, you may weather a couple of storms. Sure, you may find some success. But the long term, you know, five, 10, 50 year companies, um, you know, there's a process. There are systems in place to be able to do that on a sustainable basis. Yeah, I was um, watching um, Le TikTok um, to see what what I could learn about pricing on there. You know, because the reality is people are doing exactly what we've talked about. They're Googling it. They're going to social media. They're trying to understand. And um, one of the things that, that I saw was someone said exactly what you said. They're not paying you when you're setting your hourly rate, especially as a consultant or a coach. We're not talking about products. We're talking about services like that. They're not paying you for the hour or two that you're spending doing X, Y, Z with them. They're paying for the years that you spent learning X, Y, Z. There's yeah. so much value in that because they cannot do it without you. There's some understanding that you have that it's taken you so many years and so much blood, sweat and tears. And, you know, you've been up all night, you know, figuring things out. You've you've worked through this process. That's what they're paying for. Right. And so it's really looking at that. But and I know that we're just going to run with this because to me, this is interesting. And I want to talk about something that I noticed and I want to see if this is prevalent um, in some of the clients that you worked with. How many people are really factoring in cost when you're when you're talking about cost plus anything? How many people are actually factoring in all of the things that need to go into cost? Because you mentioned a couple of things and I feel like it's that's something that's overlooked, that most people will just take materials um, or in assign some value for labor, but overhead, 
you mentioned the nail salon and that's what made me think of that. So when, when you're working with clients, are you seeing that a lot where they're not really knowing how to calculate even their costs before they talk about price? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I would say by and large, um, the majority of businesses out there and, and leadership folks within those businesses, um, even when they believe, you know, wholeheartedly that they have a, a, a very clear understanding of what their cost is, uh, about 10 questions in, you pretty much know that that they don't. Um, and that's not a slam on people. It's just, there's a lot of different factors. There's a lot of things that go into it. And unless you are operating from a, um, you know, kind of a, a, a systemization perspective, right? So you have things like financial controls in place, whether that's, um, you know, an accounting solution or, you know, in some of the uh, larger organizations, a, a full-blown ERP system, you know, those are some of the tools that are available to um, be able to have you help and give you some additional visibility when it comes to cost. But back to, you know, answering your question, even when I go into an organization like that, the things, the way that they uh, compartmentalize and, and put those buckets together of what's really their cost versus, you know, what what's fixed, what's variable, right, within those things. How do, you know, how do these other factors play into those yeah. costs, right, to ultimately create what your hourly rates are, to then apply what your margin is, right? It gets super deep. Okay. So it's not a slam against people. No, the only way <laughs> I learned it was, you know, 20 years of doing it. Right. Like that. I mean, I could be an accountant, <laughs> you know, with, with how much I understand about, you know, calculating hourly rates and, you know, that's more specific in the manufacturing space. But again, you can apply the methodology to any, uh, type of industry and make it much more accurate than what you can find on so many, you know, resources um, of how to calculate, you know, what your real costs are. So yeah, kind of, you know, bringing it full circle, that's where people end up getting really caught because, well, I thought, you know, my cost was X and yeah. I was applying this particular margin. And then what do we do? We wait until our PL comes out. If we're super comfortable, we see our own PL at the monthly basis. If we're not real comfortable, maybe we get one on a quarterly basis from our accountant. And it's yesterday's news, right? So uh, again, we're we're being reactive. You know, so with the right. clients that I work with, when we start to go in and talk about all of these things, right? Cost cost plus pricing that's one component the other component is creating you know lead KPIs so we're understanding what are the factors that are going to go in and impact those things so we not only get yesterday's news through our our financial statements but hopefully we can you know be a bit of a fortune teller and understand what's going to happen you know we're we're one week into the first month of the year you know I I, I have a pretty good idea of where we're going to end up end up for the month. You know, yeah. we're a week into January here. So, you know, that's the power of all of this stuff. It's, it, it gets super deep, but believe me, it is worth learning because the impact it will have, uh, you know, on your overall business and, and kind of financial stability is incredible. 
Yeah, I love that you talked about proactive versus reactive because I think that's the most important part. That's how you're, well, I don't really know a lot about sport, sports, right? But like that's the offense yeah. defense strategy, right? It's like whichever one that is where you're kicking butt, right? That's the one you want to take. But, um, but um, um, shoot, I had another thing that I wanted to talk about, about with that and I totally messed it up, but oh, well, I forgot. It's had something else to do with the money, of course, because obviously my that's the first thing I think of or profit. Oh, what I was going to say was to me, when I look at money in my business, it's like going to see a doctor. I love that you have so much experience. The first yeah. thing when I see a doctor, women, we get our hair cut. What's the first thing we ask? How long you've been practicing? How long you've been cutting hair? Right? So I think that experience makes all the difference, Dave. And that's something that just makes you so powerful when you come in because you can identify, look, this is the problem and you get what you pay for. So I would think with people, it isn't something that you want to fail forward and learn, quote unquote, or, you know, try to start with someone who might not be expensive. You get what you pay for. And for that, yeah. it seems to me like you'd really kind of want to go big or go home. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no doubt that you can learn through, you know, a process of trial and error through continuous improvement. I mean, um, I was very fortunate that when I was learning these things, I was surrounded by a tremendous group of, of, you know, mentors and people that had done this for, you know, 25, 35, 40 years in some cases before me. Right. So, you know, I learned from people that were experts at doing these things. Um, and, you know, thankfully I was able to, to learn it and bring those things forward to the, the people that I, uh, you know, not only work with, but in forums like this, because there's so much information out there, you know, that's the other hard part about, mm -hmm. um, you know, having this, this information, right. You can only do so much to get it out there. And there are so many other people that are, are equally getting information out there. Um, and, you know, when you do a Google search or you're on TikTok or you're on LinkedIn, and you find something, you kind of take it on, on surface level to say, oh, well, this all sounds good. I'm going to yeah. try this. Yeah. And what happens, you know, then you start to see a quarter, six months down the road, you know, wait a second, this, this isn't really working. Well, now you've already spent all of that time, energy, effort, resources, right. To not drive the results that you were ultimately hoping to drive. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we start this cycle again. And, you know, again, it, it kind of one thing that I think about for a lot of business owners, um, you know, ourselves included right on, on the kind of service side of things, but is that you hear about the shiny objects syndrome, right? Yeah. And, and for <laughs> product-based businesses or even other service-based businesses outside of consulting, what that ends up looking like are doing other, even wilder things, right? Like things we haven't even talked about from a pricing standpoint, but you know, like dynamic pricing and yeah. bundled pricing and Hey, maybe I'm going to create Lost an app. So I'm going to, I'm going to go, you know, with this freemium pricing yeah. model, right? There's, there's all these things out there and every day somebody's creating a new acronym or a new thing to call it. And so again, it just, it kind of all adds to the confusion around yeah. these things. Right. Uh, so, Market. you know, my, my best advice is to surround yourself with good counsel, continue to ask questions, you know, seek out people that have been doing the work. You know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of saying that because if you're asking somebody their opinion, great. If you need expert advice, you have to find 
people that have done the work that you're seeking to do. You, you mean know, like experts. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was trying to say it a different way. <laughs> oh, Dave, it has been amazing having you on the show. Um, yes. We are a couple of minutes over. So we want to thank you so much for joining time. us. Yes. Yeah, thank, awesome. thanks so much for having me. Sorry I'm long-winded, but no, you know, that's, what, that's what you get with me. So Yeah, and we need to do, and, yeah, we want to do a show just on pricing. We want to talk about that where we just kind of do a special edition. We, Natalie and I were talking about that where we can break down each of those, you know, different pricing strategies, some that you just mentioned and others that we didn't even touch on. So, yeah, yeah. we're looking forward to having awesome. you back. Yeah, yes. sounds good. Well, happy, happy awesome. to be back. And uh, yeah, you guys have a great rest of uh, rest of your evenings. Uh, it's my <laughs> nighttime here, so uh, <laughs> I'm getting ready to wind down. All right. All right. Well, you enjoy, Dave. Thank Dave. you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Bye. Awesome. All right, everybody. And that's a wrap for tonight's show. It was awesome. I thought per usual, just some great information. Thank you everyone who joined us tonight. Thank you for our, to our sponsors. Thank you to my amazing co-host, Shanna Mavis, and obviously our guest expert, Dave. Do something today that will help you better your business. Have a great week, everyone. We will see you next week, which is actually our final episode of the season, if you can believe it. And, um, we are next month will be our two year anniversary of the show. So that is exciting. We are going to go into just a few uh, special editions as we take the break and revamp from season four. Obviously, our plan is to get bigger and better and bring more value to you so that you can have sustainable, scalable businesses live the life that you want on your terms. We'll see you next week, everybody. See you soon. Our goal is simple to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business. We're here to make growing your business less complicated. There are building blocks to build a sustainable business. We promise to seek them out and address them all. The Better Your Business Show starts now.